Okay, good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining. So we've been deep into the, we've gotten deep into the halachas of schera bedaber aser, which in uh, in English means doing business with non-kosher food. So just over Shabbos, I was giving a shir titled "Dumb Mitzvahs, Dumb Averis that people do or mitzvahs that people pass on." So one of them was I said that there was a fellow who his boss, a from boss, asked him to go to uh, to one of these networking events and bring food along. So he figured, let me just bring a trafe deli platter along for the uh, for the networking event to give out to potential clients and the likes. I was saying, oh, it's such a damavera that you, you, uh, you're doing your ishtadlis, trying to make a panasa. You think you're going to get the clients by violating an isra of doing schaira, the davar asra. And once again, people look at me and they say, what are you talking about? There's no isra of doing schaira. It's only us, maybe Basu Bahala, Isr Hana, Abadazara. But in fact, we saw it's a Beferish Allah, Hasim and Kofi Zayin, and Yeridea, that uh, anything that's Asim and Atara to eat, even if it's Mutter Bahana, one is not allowed to do Shaira, one is not allowed to do business and involve themselves in commerce when it comes to Dvaram Hasurim, foods that are not. Uh, that, that are usher to eat. So the past few weeks we discussed the nature of this iser. Is it an iser deraisa? Is it an iser derabanan? We spoke about that's only things that are miyuchah macha, things that are earmarked and designated for food consumption, not uh, biodiesel or pet food, or anything like that. That's not considered a shayra bedavar usher. That's not a problem. And last week we spoke about what is considered shayra. Is feeding your employees, is that shayra? That we said most, the shach was mekel, as long as that's part of the uh, standard to feed your your your, uh, your cleaning help, your construction workers, that might be mutter. But to use it as a barter, going out for dinner, as a platform to 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 involve yourself in commerce, that was usher. To use it as a matana will be usher. That is also considered schaira. So today we're going to touch upon the most uh, I would say controversial part of this sugya, and that is what is called nizdamin loy. That it just came to you. The Mishnah, when the Mishnah describes in uh, Shvius, in the halachas of Shemitah, one is not allowed to do business with Shemitah, with Shemitah pro, uh, produce. If it's Nizdamin Loi, it's Mutter. What does Nizdamin Loi mean? So the classic heter of Nizdamin Loi is like the Chumash tells us. You had a, you had a busser uh, that, that you, it was meat and, and it was, became, tra- it was tra- it was a cow and now you found that it's tray for Nevela. You're allowed to sell it to a Nachri. So you see that there's a heter of Nizdamin, the things that, that uh, you didn't go into business for this reason, it was simply it ch- chanced upon, so to say, that'll be mutter. And the question is, how far does this go? Let's say a person, I'll give multiple examples. So, you know, for, for most people that are not in the nursing home industry, that's the easiest example. In the nursing home industry, you have food service is an integral part of the business, and you have to make sure your food service is, is up to standard, otherwise you will get less... Uh, less residents and your numbers are down. If your food service is a very important part. So imagine you own a nursing home in Lexington, Kentucky. There's no way you're getting meal mart uh, chicken and meat. You're not getting kosher food there. So is one allowed to operate such a business? And there are many hidden involved in the nursing home industry. But let's say that's not your cup of tea. You have other businesses. Let's say you're in real estate. Let's say you own, I don't know, triple net lease. You have a Walgreens as a as a client. You have all types of businesses that are that are there, and there's always a chance as a landlord that one day you might actually take over that business. If they fail to pay, there's foreclosure. Perhaps you would seize the business. If someone took over a business, took over a gas station or a car wash. So up until now, he was a real estate. Uh, he was a landlord. He was in a triple net lease, um, a triple net lease investment. But all of a sudden, uh, the 
the tenant is defaulting on the loan, he has an option of just taking over the business. When you take over a, such a business, very often there's non-kosher food as part of the offering. Even if it's a simple uh, car wash, if there's a, a, a room or the break room, so to say, or people are waiting to get their cars and there's, um, there's a, a vending machine there that's owned by the car wash, so all of a sudden you're in the food business and you might be selling non-kosher food. You could have a car lease shop where, where you're a partial owner of it and there's, there's food there. There could be a small cafe, there could be a, a vending machine. That's a person would have to take that into consideration. Very often you have people that invest in portfolios where there's hundreds of, of different businesses within the portfolio. And it could be that some of those businesses are in fact uh, operating non-kosher food. And there are others that want to go into these businesses they want, they want to invest in laundromats, they want to invest in gas stations, and they want to purchase a gas station, a 7-Eleven, a Dunkin' Donuts, or the like. And although most of the products are going to be kosher, there's going to be some non-kosher there as well. You have people investing in RV parks. So they find camp campgrounds, and outside of Brooklyn, people have RVs, and they drive up to the RV, they sit there for a couple weeks, they rent space, but as part of the RV uh, experience, sometimes there's a, there's a restaurant that's owned by the park. The RV park owns a restaurant, they own a bar, and you have many years in getting into these businesses. And the question is, is there any hector of Nizdamila that maybe this is part of the business, I'm investing in a portfolio? Is there any such hector uh, you know, d d down this line? There are even questions of Amazon. Many people are purchasing Amazon FBA businesses, that's fulfillment by Amazon businesses. You could, you could sell it now. So you have a business that's cash flowing and you could sell it on Empire Flippers, all types of websites selling Amazon businesses. And very often in the line of the business that you're buying, you're purchasing an Amazon business, you might be buying something that does food and it could be uh, aged meat, something funky, a drink. You have to think about, am I getting myself involved in doing business with non-kosher food? So let's learn uh, the sugya for a few minutes, and we'll see the classic heterim of of uh, his nizdam nulai, and some of the more controversial uh, topics. So the Mishnah told us that at Sayyid, someone who's a who is a trapper, a fisherman, and he goes fishing. He goes fishing for tuna, for salmon, and in his bycatch, there's non-kosher fish. Halach is he's allowed, he's allowed to sell it. That's a beferish uh, Mishnah, and that's how the Shulchan Aruch paskins. Nobody argues on this fact that there's a hetter of Nizdam in Loi. Now we learned that there's a machlaikas if the Isser Shaira is that an Isser or an Isser Now if you tell me it's an Isser this hetter of Nizdam Loi makes sense. Why? That Heim Amr Vaheim Amr, Chazamit Xera, don't do business with non-kosher food because you might end up eating it. But if it just came to you, it chanced upon you, you shechted an animal and you realized it's non-kosher, you could still sell it because there's no concern in that case. It's a one-off case. It's not part of your uh, intention, your kavana. In that case, there's no gezerah. That's one way of understanding it. However, if you learn that this isters and isadaraisa, what type of hetter is nizdamnulai? So there's two possible answers. One of them, is the one I alluded to before, is that over here we have a pasuk, the pasuk, the Tas says, we have a pasuk, the pasuk told me that I'm allowed to sell novella to a ger, Sorry, to Anachri, you could you could sell the Navela to Anachri, either Isra So you see there's a hector of Nizdamnuloi that it's if, if it's a case of Navela or Trefa where that wasn't your plan. You were shechting, you wanted steaks, kosher steaks. Yeah, after you shechted it, you realize the knife had an issue, it was Navela, or the lungs uh, weren't kosher, so it's treif. 
So in that case, the Tyra told me I could sell it. So we're just simply extrapolating to other situations of Nizdam Nulay. And we have a third Mahalach, which we saw in Hilchas Ma'id uh, Katan in Chalamaid, that maybe this is a Dinda Raisa, but it's a Dover Hanimser Lachachamim. It was given over to the Chalim to tell us exactly when it's Asr or when it's Mutter. But either way, there's clearly a Heter of Nizdam Nulay. So some of the classic Heter of Nizdam Nulay is, of course, the fisherman, the one who's shechting. Those are, these are obvious cases found in the Gemara. The Pisces can talk about Yerusha. Let's say someone inherited uh, food or a business from, we'll call it, a, a non-observant parent or the like. Or it could be it was a non-Jew and they just happened to get a Yerusha that has non-kosher food or a non-kosher uh, food business. So the halacha is they are allowed to sell it in that case. That's not a problem of doing Saira because it was Nizdam Nulay, it just came to them. However, the Pisces can say in this case, a person is not allowed to raise the animals, talking about animals, so you can't age it. You have to sell it right away. Why? So the, the way most Paiskim understand is that it's a regular Maris Ayan situation. If people see that you, you, you inherited steaks and you sold it right away, there's no Maris Ayan. But let's say you inherited these, uh, I don't know, these aged meat, and yet, or I don't, give, you'll give an example of something that, that, that uh, would last a long time. The typical example was animals. So let's say you lived in a country where, where um, I don't want to use pig as an example because there's a horror, there's a curse for someone who raises pigs, but let's say you used rabbits. Back in the day, rabbits was something that people ate. So let's say you had a bunch of rabbits. You got as a Yerusha. So if you keep it in your house for many months and you're fattening them up, so there's a Maris Ayin that you're in the rabbit business. Versus if I got it as a Yerusha and I sell it right away, that's Mutter. So there's a Din Maris Ayin not to keep it for a long time. So that's one example of Yerusha. Another one would be a Matana. Let's say a Nachri gave you a gift. So in that case, you're, you are allowed to sell it. So let's say a guy he buys you something that's non-kosher. Not non-kosher wine. Non-kosher wine is a whole discussion on its own. If there's an Isr Hana, not Isr Isr Hana. But let's say he gave you something that's not kosher. Uh, beef jerky platter. Can I go and sell it to uh, the fellow next door? He has a business next door to me. His office is next door. Can I go sell it? I'll sell it to make some money on this. So there it's mutter because you're not going into the business. You simply got it as a gift and you could sell. That's how the place can uh, say. Another example would be, let's say you can't, get payment from, from a vendor, from a client, he's not paying you. The only option he gives you is that he says, I'll pay you in non-kosher food. I'll use that as a way of payment. So in that case, also, that's a, that's a hetter of kemet some yodim, it's saving it from their hands, and that'll be mutter as well. A very common example of this is, let's say you, you're, you're a lawyer or another professional, and the only way they're going to give you payment at this stage is through equity. So halachically, it would be a, it would be mutter of kemetzal miyadam, but that would only apply in two situations. Number one, that's not lechatchila, meaning I can't. Let's say there's a non-kosher food, a food and beverage company, and there's a they they are in the startup stage. So I know going into it that they don't have any funding. They cannot pay me as a lawyer. So I cannot go into the situation and say, okay, don't worry, you'll pay me with equity in the non-kosher business. Because in that case, if it's a publicly traded company and stocks, that's something else. But in, in a smaller company where equity is, is considered meaningful, so that's not made some of them. They don't owe me money at this point. I am electing to go into this business, into this setup. That's us, sir. But let's say they planned on paying me in cash, but things happen and they lost funding, and the only way, I'm, I already did my work, so the only way I'm gonna get paid 
is by doing this, that's a hetter of kemitzamiyadam. However, in this case, the person has an issue of maris ayin, that by, by holding on to it for a long time, it would be a problem. So you really should speak to Rav. When exactly does he have to sell it? Does he have to sell it right away? Who's No one's buying it. It's not, it's not marketable, this equity. It's a very difficult uh, shiloh to deal with. Uh, hopefully the business might have other parts of the business where Rav would say, you own this part, not that part. It's a very difficult situation. And if you cannot get out of that equity uh, right away, then you're running into a shayla of Maris Ayin and you're owning part of a business that does Shaira Bidavar Asr. Silent partners also Maris Ayin? It's a good question. Today, there's no such thing as silent partner. You just, you, everyone, you know, breaks the corporate veil. Um, yeah, but usually we say, it's actually, it really would depend, it's a fascinating shayla, it would depend on the Isr Shaira. Is that an Isr Der Raisa or an Isr Der Abanan? If it's Shaira, is an Isr Der Raisa, so we paskin the Maris Ayin on a Der Raisa, is also a filu even if nobody sees. However, marisayin and the rabbanon, that would be uh, that would be mutter bechadri chadarim. Because the question is, that even called chadri chadarim? Well, if nobody that, sees, it's chadri chadarim. We had a shaila re- a couple years ago. Silent in, in nature means that 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 it's it's different than. I mean, the whole idea is just that equity bechlal is not is not marisayin in general. So if he's an LP, it could be an LP would be like that, a limited partner, let's say, in a real estate deal. If you have an LP in a nursing home situation, there he's not really an owner. He just simply, um, you would call it, he, he's an investor. You have to have classic sign where someone actually sees initially and then say, but the whole agreement with lawyers is, is never sign in the first place. But he owns, he owns something. But nobody sees it. Nobody ever saw it. Could, nobody knows that he has equity in this. Yeah, you go into a store, you don't know all the partners. They're all- so I think the word is like this, that if someone would ever find out, then it would be us of Maris Ayin. So then, so then, even though you're doing it in a way that's not, it will be us. We, we had a case uh, a couple years ago. A few years ago, there was a, a restaurant here that one of their employees was a non-Jew, and she realized that they have a very good deal in buying fish from a local uh, fish distributor. So she wanted to know, can I use the company name, the company card, and I'm going to go pick up the fish, trade for fish, whatever it was, eel, I don't know what it was, and she'll do a will call, and she'll pick it up. It will never touch the Jewish distributor's hands, nothing to do with the Jewish company, but she's using their name. So I asked Rabbi Reis at the time, the CRC Bezdin, uh, Av Bezdin, and he passed, he thought about it, he said, it's Usr, it's Usr Mishur Maris Ayin, because on their books, it's going to say that they purchased non-kosher fish, and either it's Maris Ayin that they're doing Shaira Bedavar Usr, or it's Maris Ayin that they're actually serving that in the restaurant, even though it's Bechadri Chadari, and nobody knows who's looking at people's books, it's Usr Mishur Maris Ayin. That was the Psak, so that was the, uh, that's what they did. They, they did not allow her to, uh, to use their company code to get non-kosher fish. So, Maris Ayin Bechadir Chadaram would be Usr. Okay, so you can't keep it, uh, and, and and we'll see. Let's see if you have a situation where someone took over, so he had a tenant, and the tenant uh, wasn't paying, they foreclose, and they leave him the business. So, at that point, he could do a, a wash sale, he could do a liquidation sale, and he's allowed to sell all the non-kosher parts of the store, but he cannot make, a pipashtas, he cannot make another order Right? Let's say you had a gas station that owed you money. They, they're delinquent. They're done. You're taking over the gas station. So sell out all the rolling hot dogs, everything in the freezer. You're allowed to sell out business as usual until it's gone. But there's the, you, you cannot do that next order because you are, you are, you're, you're, you're initiating a, new, a whole new thing. And that will be us, sir. Okay.
You have all, yeah. The gas station. So let's talk about some of the heterim, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps there might be some something to 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 rely on that theoretically some of the paiskin did say, and we'll see la Okay. So there's two main points of controversy. Number one is the Taz. The Taz says, I'll give an example. Let's say you have a company, we'll call it uh, Solomon's Meat. They're shechting in, uh, in America, Hastings, Nebraska. And as I mentioned a few times, many hashkachas, many uh, companies that do kosher beef, they don't want to get into the whole entire non-kosher meat industry. And think about it, 70, 80% of what they do ends up being non-kosher because no one in America is eating, the Ashkenazim are not eating acharaim, the hindquarters, so that's 40% of the cow. And you have many of the cows are treif, check it, they don't accept it. Or Nevela, the Shechet didn't do a good job, or the like. So most of their product, they're going into a business that most of your money is not coming from the actual business. You have to sell the non-kosher, that's where the, um, that's most of the operations of the business. So some Shechitas, uh, what they do is very simple, they set up shop next to a non-kosher facility or they open a second location and they basically say we're going to slaughter animals and prepare it as kosher whatever is in fact kosher we're going to purchase from you everything that's non-kosher you keep so we're not going into the non-kosher business we're just simply purchasing all the kosher from you and it helps them in other halachas there's a whole discussion of matnas kahuna even in nobody's giving matnas kahuna they're not getting rid of it you have other questions that come up this is the easiest etza that's what they do however some however if you do that you're simply you're, you're relying on the mercy of the non-kosher the non-jewish owner and if he decides to shut down it's covid and uh, we're selling non-kosher meat for way up in price there's no need for us to slow down for your kosher beef you're at the mercy of them so some some places they own it themselves when they own it themselves they run into an, another issue they have to go now and sell their non-kosher meat now they run into problems first of all from a usda uh, grading level the way the, the the way the USDA wants meat to be processed is that in order to kill all bacteria and diseases and everything that's on the cow, they make them spray it with hot water or literally go through a the meat goes through a hot water bath. Now for for kosher that's a problem because for kosher if you if you get hot water on the meat before you did malicha before you salt the cow uh, you salt the meat malicha is not going to work. So what do they do? So some ashkachas that are not so good, they use like a klisheni, klishlishi, something along those lines, but it's very hot. Other ashkachas, the mashkiach has to make sure it's less than yatzaledas by. Others use an acid bath, and if you use the acid bath, which I think Solomon's does, so then you lose the USDA high-level grading that you would want if you're selling it as non-kosher. So you think about it, it's a whole economic uh, uh, issue, what to do with this non-kosher food. Now, not only that, you also... Put what? Put hot water on the, on the non-kosher parts of it? The, so they could do the acharayim, but at that point the meat is not cut in half. That doesn't help them usually. It's right away. They got to do right at the shechita. That's aleph. Um, Bays is that it's it's yeah it's right away. It's just not gonna. Does that water, doesn't that water like? Uh, Most places only have one. Everything's going through the through the same processing area until until it's uh, until they cut it in half. That's how it works. So that hot water doesn't is not bishul in any way. So in in a non-kosher facility, it's bishul. It's it's um it's so irreclearation. If the animal's not kosher, and it's going through hot water. You're saying all animal 
If it's not kosher, going through. No, so that's not what they do. That they, they basically they were they shecht, so they have a they have a, a full hanging animal. Usually they cut in half. Okay, but either way, now the acharayim when we separate what we take as Ashkenazim versus the acharayim, that's happening much later at a later stage. When they right before malicha, they cut it off and they separate it. How would everything? It hit everything way before. Way before, while, while there's a part that's not kosher. Oh, I'm not talking about that part. That's another question of of bishul of the chelev uh, into that. Okay, we're not talking about that. That's a good question. So if that's, you, that's not a problem. No one ever thought about that. I don't know because you, you yeah, it's a good question. Either way, it wouldn't, wouldn't spread. <laughs> no, either way, no. Either way, we don't do this because you have an issue of malicha. So they make sure the water's not hot. That's another point. If you're cooking it, I didn't think about that. Yeah, for sure. If you're cooking it, you have a question of how hot. Okay, it would only aser could they clipa probably because it's irreclerishon, and you wouldn't have chelav spreading more than that. But it's a good, it's a good thing to think about. Either way, the good ashkachas they're doing either uh, cold water, 115 degrees, less than yatsi this boy, or they are using this acid bath. By the way, Solomon's meat. When, one of the things when they say kosher Pesach, when you're buying meat that says kosher Pesach, so officially, if it says kosher Pesach, then this acid bath also has to be kosher Pesach. So it doesn't mean you can't eat it if it doesn't say kosher Pesach, but this would be a difference, that the kosher Pesach meat would actually use a kosher Pesach acid wash. What's wrong? What's wrong? What could be common to acid? There's uh, some, some ethanol, some citric acid or something. It's either acid or ethanol-based. They could, it could, it's, it's definitely kidneyous. Um, but okay. No, no. Not a problem. Does the meat taste any different with this or not? No, it's a, it's a quick spray just to kill any bacteria. I mean, the animals are coming from the farm, and you don't want it to get... Well, right, but it doesn't, take, doesn't affect the taste in any way. <laughs> not that but, I know. I never tried it. But if it's only yatsa lettuce, how does it kill the bacteria? Yeah. If it's only yatsa lettuce, boy, so then... So then... I don't know. That, that's what they say. It sprays it. Okay, it doesn't accomplish it. Okay. They use they probably use both. They probably use the acid and less than the acid this boy. Okay, and clear up top if it's acid, it's anywhere that heals Kellett, no? Unless you go back to hold Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying you have to be mocked on this. I'm just saying that there are those that are that for Kashla Pesach, you're getting a better you're getting a hundred percent Kashla Pesach product. Either way, one of their challenges is selling this to non to non Jews. So they have all this meat and they have to sell it to non Jews. But let's say they don't they don't know anything about this industry. Can they simply hire, let's say they know Bob. Bob would buy it, but who wants to deal with Bob? So I have a great idea. I'll open a new business. I'll open a business. I'll go to all the shechitas. I'll buy their non-kosher meat from them. And I'll deal with Arby's, with McDonald's, with Burger King. I know how to deal with them. I'm a schmoozer. I'll take care of it. So for Solomon's meat, the trafe is nizdamnuloy. They're planning on selling meat and pomegranate and evergreen in gourmet glout. That's their plan. They're going into the kosher meat industry. They have some, you know, during processing, they're going to shecht it. And sometimes it's not going to be good, so they're going to sell, sell that as treif. Can someone else go into the business? He's only buying from them, but for him, he's not in his diamond law. He never saw a kosher piece of meat in his life. He's just, go, he's just buying non-kosher food. So that's The taz is a chiddush that you could... Give over your hisdamnus to someone else. Why? Shluchai shel adam kemaisai. So, so Ruvain, who's in the business, he's the shliach of Solomon's beef, and he's allowed to do that. That's the psak of the taz. Especially for the son-in-law, they can give it to their son. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> son-in-law might be mutter because then he, that, that, that everybody. So that's how the taz paskins. Most poets can argue on this. The dakichuva 
he brings down many places that argue, but he does give an Eitzah. The Eitzah found by the Maram Sheik and others is similar to what my father was saying. Just do have someone that does a profit share. So you could have, you could have open a different LLC, but basically you have someone, you, the original owner is still part of the second business. So that way he's still keeping his disdominus versus the other way. That, that smells like there's no disdominus here. You're just you capitalizing on a situation and you're creating a new business from scratch to buy everyone's trafe. So that would be awesome. But if, if it's the same owner, just he has a different, uh, or, or he hires someone else and there's a profit sharing. Yes, in fact, um, someone else is, is better at dealing with the non-kosher meat uh, companies and, and the restaurants. So let's hire him or let's go into business with him. Doesn't have to be an operation as long as he's part. He has a chalik in it, that'll be fine because he 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 could shear his nizdamnus, but he can't give over his nizdamnus. That's how we paskin. So that's one point of, of discussion. Okay, next. There's a there was a question that the Bach asked, and there was a the shaila was like this. You had you had two different shailas that, that were going on. One shaila was you'll see if there's a difference or or, or they're the same. One shadow was you had what called state-owned farms, where the country owned the farm, and they would give, they would sell these farms or give over the business of the farms to people, but you had to take the full package. So let's say you were a yid, you wanted to go into the farming business, so they would give you, look, if you look in the price skin, they would actually give you pigs to use um, for, as part of the farm, and you couldn't say no. You had to take it as a whole package. It's a package deal, all or nothing. Now let's ignore the fact of Arur, Asher, uh, Asher, or whatever, Asher, Gadel, Chazerim. Let's ignore that for now. For some reason, that's being ignored in the price game. But there's a question, can you go into this business? It's a full package. So the Taz brings down from the, uh, from the, from the Bach, that the Bach, the Bach was Machmir. However, the Taz is Mekel. The Taz brings a Raya from the fact that when you go fishing and you catch, you want to catch fish. So you know, and sometimes you know in advance that this type of net is going to catch both kosher and non-kosher. That's how it works. No one said it's usher. They didn't say you have to go to uh, Walmart or whatever and only get something that's never going to catch a non-kosher fish. I'm allowed to catch both kosher fish and non-kosher fish as long as I'm catching once. So this deal of state-owned farms of the, where the country, the government requires that this business has to have this component. So then it's one shot. I'm, I'm just catching fish. I'm just going into this business. And the Taz was Mako. Even Ramosha Feinstein and Achubo, he's, he's machmer on the later Shilas, but this Shila itself, he says, L'chore, the Taz is correct, that it will be the same hector of, of catching fish the, in the same shot. There was another Shila perhaps a little more controversial, and that was you had those in the fur business. So they would buy these uh, goats or other types of animals. And if they would shecht it, there was a whole chap. If they would shecht it, so then it would ruin the fur. So you couldn't shecht it. You had to do nechir. You had to just, just stab it. So can the yid stab it? He wants the fur, but he's also selling the meat. He's selling the meat as novella. So there, the question is, what's his main intention? If his intention is to only sell fur. So there, Taz is Mako. Others argue and say, what do you mean? You're selling so much meat. How can he tell me your intention is to sell the fur? The fur is a small, minute part of it. But from this, we see this hetter, perhaps, 
that would go by your kavana. If your kavana is to sell fur, so you have this heter. If your kavana is to sell the meat, then it will be aser. So based on this, you have a few chuvas in the paiskim. Going back to, we'll call it the hotel scene back in Europe, other businesses where they were selling both kosher and non-kosher. The first chuva we'll look at is the chuva's hartzvi. The hartzvi was written by, not the hartzvi, sorry, the Sakan Aaron, of Aaron Walken. So he was asked about a uh, company that was doing oil. They were doing animal oil and vegetable oil. And he was asked, can they, can they go into a bit, can they keep this business going? Are you allowed to be a, you allowed to be a distributor for different types of oil, vegetable oil and animal fat? So he says, it's mutter. It's mutter to be in a chenveni. He says, I'll leave it to cool helma. Everybody would agree it's mutter. He says, why is that? Because since the only way for me to be in this business is through selling animal fat and vegetable oil, it's the only, my only way to be in a business like this, we'll call it a gas station. The only way for you to open a, uh, a uh, mobile gas station with, a, with food service. The only way to do that is to sell kosher and non-kosher. The only way to, see, to open a 7-Eleven is to have the roller food. So this is the same thing as a tzayid. The only way for the tzayid to go trap is to have kosher and non-kosher. And it should be mutter. And he brings a raya. He brings a raya from Chulin. The Gemara in Chulin, it says Perikola Basar. The Gemara there is talking about Hilchos Natila Sadaim. Many of you are learning Smichas Chaver, Hilchos Natila Sadaim. So it says like this Ki Asur Avdimi, Amar, he said, Mayim Harishainim, Hechilu Basar Chazer. Someone who did not wash Natila Sadaim, they fed him Basar Chazer. Okay? Rashi brings down from the Gemara. The Gemara says, in Yuma, it goes through at a length. The Gemara says that he was a Chenvni Yisrael who would sell Basar Shchutul Yisrael. He would sell the Shechted animals to Yid. And when a guy came into the store, he would feed him Nevelis. I guess he would check out to see how, how from the person was. There's a, there's a bagel shop. What's it called? Kaf's. Kaf's Bakery in Brooklyn. If, when, they, when they make eggs for you for, for breakfast, if you look like a from Yid, they'll show you the eggs. If you're wearing a baseball cap, you don't get to look at the eggs. No, they're not che- you, know, you don't check the eggs over there. So that's what happened. If a yid came in and he washed, he washed the tilos they fed him kosher fleish. If he did not wash his hands, he sat down without eating, without washing, they fed him nevela. That's what Rashi says. Now if you look at Rashi, Rashi actually, the Gemara said chazer. Rashi says nevela. And, and, uh, the Zakan Aaron says like this, how, how is this fellow able to sell Chazer? How is he able to sell, sell Nevela? So the Zakan Aaron says, I'll tell you why. Because he had a restaurant, and the only way to open a restaurant in those days, this was the times where, where uh, the Yidin were not in control of Eretz So the only way to have a restaurant open was to have both kosher and non-kosher. So you see from here that there's no Isser of, of, of Sechira, when the only way to be in this type of business is to have both kosher and non-kosher. That's the psak of the Zakan Aaron. The Aruch HaShulchan goes with it the same way. The Aruch HaShulchan says that he's melamit tzchus abale chanuyos umar tefim she machzikin etzlan umachirigam kirei dogim they would sell non-kosher fish. And he says, because kevent im lo yachzik es hatmeim yafsid es ha-pidyan if they would uh not sell the non-kosher, they will lose their pity, they will lose their license to sell, to be in the supermarket business, and it will be usher. Now, others argue, other places argue for, for one of two reasons. 
or three reasons perhaps. Reason number one is let's differentiate between trapping and business. Trapping is something that's needed for people. So when you trapping animals, trapping fish, so derech tzedah is automatically going to have some kosher, some non-kosher food. That's called that's tzedah. That's how trapping is. What derech derech mecha Go into a different business. Why do you have to sell? Why do you have to open a gas station? Why don't you sell uh, cell phones? Why, why do you have to go into this business? Don't tell me I have to go. Tzedah, we need it. It's a necessary thing for for, for human uh, progress to be able to eat fish. So that's so tzedah. But you can't see this to go into this type of business. You don't have to go into this type of business. That's what some place can say. Others, the Minchas Yitzchak argues and says a little differently. He says that when it comes to when it comes to tzeda, so that's one time shot. I went fishing, I caught, and I have some non-kosher fish. And if you look at the person, you would sell it as once. Here, every single time I'm selling it individually, I'm selling it one by one. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be mutter. Amosha Feinstein in the argues in the Aruch HaShulchan and the Zakan Aaron. He says that if you're placing orders every single day and you're stocking the shelves, you're running an entire business with treif. Even though, theoretically, I can't go into this business unless I do treif, but your, your entire operation is depending on the treif as well. And you can't say this is you're literally you're you're in the trade business as well. You have different SKUs, different products on the shelf, and one of your some of your some of your products are in fact non-kosher. And therefore, Moshe Feinstein says in that case, Obi Yasser. He does give a allowance to let's say you have one you have a customer. Let's say you're a caterer and you only do kosher. Someone calls you and says, I want to make a big event, non-Jew. And you tell him, okay, check out the menu. He says, no, I, I I have to have other things on the menu. You have to get me uh, I don't know lobster. Shrimp, shrimp sushi. Okay, so let's assume the Ramash says, let's assume there's no Maris Ayn. We're gonna do it under a different name. There's not gonna be any Jewish waiters, no Mashkiach there. We're gonna sell it under a different name. But it's a one time shot. So for a one time shot, Ramash says that's called his domino because you're gonna lose the customer otherwise. But for you to offer items on your menu that maybe someone's gonna order it, maybe someone's gonna come in today looking for this type of food, that Ramash Feinstein says is usr. So just to go back to some of the cases we discussed, if you go with this Aruch HaShulchan and the Zakan Aaron, you cannot go into many of these businesses that we said you could open vending machines. As long as you did a mark, the market research and you said the only reason why I'm selling the Slim Jims in my vending machine, the tray for beef jerky, is because I know that if I don't sell Slim Jims, then I cannot go into the vending machine business. So then you have a hector because I'm, I'm really going to sell... Wise potato chips, Diet Coke, that's what I'm selling. But I know that a barrier to entry is I have to offer these products, Hostess Cake, Twinkies, uh, Slim Jims, or the like, or I want to open a 7-Eleven. I know I have, I'm going to be selling Slurpees and cigarettes and magazines and gas. That's what that's what I'm making my money on. But I have to sell these other products. So according to Aruch HaShulchan and the Zikan Aaron, it's mutter. And many, I would say many, many Yidin over the years relied on this. And whoever didn't ask Shailos was re- relying on this. It's a good Limitzchus. That's the Aruch HaShulchan says it. And perhaps one could say, even the Aruch HaShulchan himself is only saying that it's Limitzchus. People didn't have Parnassah. So let them rely on this. 
But the halacha, I think most Paisim, Ravad Yosef, Ramesha Feinstein, the Darkei Tshuva, came out, all the, all the other Paisim besides the Aruch HaShochan and, and the Zikan Aaron, they all say, no, this is called Kviyas. If you're going into a business like this, it's Asr. If something, if it's a one-time shot, okay, you had inheritance, you had someone didn't pay you back, and now they paid you back with Shreif. In these situations, we could be makel that it's his Nizdam Nuloi. But to go into a business, I'm placing an order. I want three shelves of Shreif. That, that would be Asr. If, yeah. you're, if you're buying the beef jerky, as you said, only because you need that to, to fill out your, um, your your vending machine, is there a side to be able to take the profits from that from that trade and, and, and not have enough from it? It's interesting. Let's say, let's say I would give it for free or I'll sell it at cost, at cost price, so I'm yeah. not really doing sorry with it. Theoretically, that, that might be a good answer. I don't know. I don't know if the price game would be make on that case, but theoretically, that would be a good way because you're not really selling it. But I mean, kind of are. But how's that different than gifting uh, your clients to get business? It's the same thing. If you're if you're giving uh, if you're giving out you know gifts for holidays, all non kosher food. Saying it's the same gift. I'm giving you trave so that you buy the other stuff. Right. It's the same. It's the same idea. I, I'm I'm still doing schar with it. At least here I have the, the Nizdanu that I have a business and I don't want to lose out on this business. I hear. I don't know. I'm not sure. If it was an Isra Hana thing, it might be a little more Mako because... No, either way, I'm just thinking out loud. Either way... But it's only food. It's, all, it's only food. Right. So the, so the cell phone business in Exestral that's going on, he's allowed to sell. It's not a problem. It's, Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure why exactly. Could be like my father saying that it's not. It's it's you're still using. You're still getting something from the meat. You're still getting something in return, and that would be called schera. The person do not again. They don't. They don't give this eitz. I'm not sure exactly why not. But that's not something that I've seen in the, in the svarim to be makel. Okay, so let's just review some of the cases we we, uh, we mentioned. So number one, or just by the way, there's one other hetter they they quote. Another eight, it's really an eight so. Let's say you have to have some trafe in your food court. So then if you if you have clear signage that this is owned and operated by a non-Jew, that'll be fine. So that's an easy hat to. Let's say you have a gas station, so you you outsource the hot dog stand to someone else. It's it's owned by by Johnny's hot dogs. So that'll be mutter for you to have it in your store. Okay, so just go go through some of the some of the shilas we spoke about. I just want to point out where someone might be relying on the Aruch Hashulchan and where not. So the nursing home industry, according to the Aruch Hashulchan, it would probably be mutter because the only way to go into the nursing home industry is to have food service. So I'm not really here for the food service. I'm here for for the Medicaid, right? And Medicare, that's what I'm making my money on. They don't use to So some of them do. You have to know where, where it works. Maybe we'll discuss it next week. Just the concept of doing mechira. When does it really work to do mechira? In this case, if you're if you're a shutif, it doesn't help you. If you're shut, because you're doing business with with non kosher. What they, the best way to do it is to outsource it. To outsource it to someone else. Many companies outsource it anyways. It's just easier. It's less complaints, um, less messy. So you have that. That's the best answer to outsource the food service. There are many companies that do that. Um, or they're relying on the Aruch HaShulchan. By the way, with, with nursing homes, it's worse because they usually have Isr Hana. You have Chametz on Pesach. No one's serving Kosher on Pesach for eight days. And you typically have Basar B'chalav. If you go through the menu, you're probably going to bump into Basar B'chalav at least once in a while. So you have bigger issues than the Schayra B'davar Asr. But if you just strip it down to the Schayra, at least you have the Aruch HaShulchan as a Limit The Aruch HaShulchan himself says it's a Limit He's not coming to say we should do a Lechatrila. Limit 
let's say you have a one-time purchase or let's say we spoke about this you're a cash advance guy you're in the loan to own uh business and now you own you own the business you, you let the money you're taking over merchant cash advance and now you own the business so to do a one-time sale to get rid of the stuff that'll be mutter let's say you own self-storage facilities so self-storage facilities don't have the eviction issues of regular you know multifamily. so when a tenant's not paying when someone's not paying for their storage unit you put a different lock on the on the door and then you sell all the stuff in the facility so let's say they left non-kosher food there would not be a problem of selling it because that's a one-time hetter and much even agrees even a one-time customer so you're in the you're a caterer and you have a one-time customer that wants non-kosher food as well so as long as you avoid any lifne ever and marasayan issues that'll be mutter as well the um the minchas yitzuk might even give us a hetter for a distributor let's say it's an all or nothing purchase so you're buying and selling you're a distributor for, let's say, um, Target, Stop and Shop. So when you're doing that sales pitch, they're going to tell you, okay, very nice, you want to send bread, but I need turkey and pepperoni, all types of food. So according to our Marisha, be Aser, because you're doing it B'derach and this is going to be your new route, that'll be Aser. According to our Hashocha, no, be Mutter, because I'm doing it, I just want to, I want to do the bread, that's my Kavana, is to do 90% of the products. I have to carry 10% of trafe. Just by the way, if you're in the kosher or restaurant business, unfortunately, some of that trafe ends up in kosher restaurants where they get it from the Heimish distributor and it should be kosher. Sometimes it doesn't, doesn't end up like that because they're doing non-kosher as well uh, in, the, in the distribution uh, business. So, maybe even the Minchas Yitzchak, as long as it's not being done individually, it's a bulk shipment Perhaps the Minchas Yitzchak will be mekel as well. I'm not selling one by one. I'm delivering a truckload of food. You have to know exactly where the Minchas Yitzchak will be mekel. But he'll be mekel based on this taz that my kavona is for the kasher. And the treif is just, was just added in. It's like trapping fish. And the other thing is just get added in. Okay, so Mitzvah next week we'll discuss a few other, we'll call it ancillary shilas in this halacha. That is, uh, let's say you are working for a non-Jew. And he tells you to go pick up non-kosher food for the business event. Is that cool that you're doing schayra with it? Can a person work in Target as a cash uh, a cashier? Are you doing schayra bedavar aser? Can you work in Starbucks? Can you work in McDonald's? We'll discuss that shaila. Perhaps we'll discuss the question of using some type of mechira, a shutfis. Would that work? Some type of star? Would that help? Let's say own a baseball stadium. Can I do a star and? Do a star Shabbos. I'm going to do a star for Pesach. Can I do something for uh, Isra Achila? And hopefully we'll wrap up the sugya next week. Merzah Shem.